The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. All right, so uh, it's a seven-point game, a minute 18 left. They're doing a video review of a ball underneath the um, Celtics bucket uh, where they were trying to score, and the Nets were trying to get the rebound. Harris was under the basket. Thompson was literally having sex with him. He was mauling him. You can't tell me that's not over the back, Mafia, and that he's not fouling the crap out of Harris on that loose ball. So they call it like no call, no con, no, you know, no harm, no foul. It's whoever gets the ball's ball, whoever gets it, it's theirs. And hell be with anybody that fouling anybody or punching anybody or stabbing anybody or anything else. Bottom line is, they, uh, I thought without a doubt that that Thompson mauled Harris for that rebound, and I thought it went off his middle finger in that scrum. And I still told you they'd give the Celtics the call. And they did. And it's Celtics ball. You can't tell me one or the other didn't happen, that he fouled the shack out of Harris over, I mean, over his back, on top of his head, on top of his arms. He ha- he literally hacked the crap out of him to get that loose ball. And he knocked it out of bounds with his middle finger on that ball. The, both of their hands are on it. The last thing you see is his middle finger, longer than Harris's reach, go off of him, out of bounds, and they still gave the ball to the Celtics. I don't even know why they do review anymore in this stupid league because they suck so bad at their calls, the refs, and then the, the video replay in New York, it sucks even worse. Mafia, it's true. Like They both suck so bad. The refs suck, and the New York League office refs that are making those decisions, they suck worse than the refs at the game. I mean, it's atrocious. The The whole review process in the NBA is a joke. Right. The problem is that they never overrule them. They never want to make them look bad. So you have this replay, and really it's for you know one in 20 plays because it's only if it's really egregious and really obvious that they say, okay, we're going to overturn it. Every other player they say, well, you know what? We don't want to embarrass the ref. We'll just talk about it in our two-minute report You know, uh, tomorrow on Saturday after we look at every other call again. And then we'll say, you know what? Maybe it went off him, but you know that didn't determine the game. That's all they do is they just can continue to confirm the call. Because all this BS about you can't criticize the refs, you don't want to make the refs look bad. You know, if you if you get on the refs and they won't want to, you know, work for us, all it is is constantly just backing them up in every sport. It's pathetic. So now it's a five-point game. Tatum has the ball, and there's 40 seconds left, and he shoots and scores again. I mean, it is so embarrassing the job they're doing on this guy. He's shooting free throws. I mean, they're they're like the easiest jump shots I've ever seen in my life. I'd knock them down. I mean, that was an elbow jumper right there. He just knocked it down. That's how easy that was. I mean, he's not, I mean, this is a joke. He can do whatever he wants. I mean, that's just an elbow jumper right there, a step back right in Durant's face. They're up seven again. It was, they got it to five, but they just keep letting this guy score. What has he got? 50 now. He's got a 50 spot tonight. And he's had uh, 50 point games, 60 point games. You name it, this guy goes off. I bet on the Celtics tonight on the spread. I thought the Nets would win the game, but I took them on the spread. I thought for sure they'd cover. They were getting eight. And I was on uh, the Hawks to win. And then uh, I went with it uh, with Dallas, but I have a sneaking uh, suspicion that uh, they're going to win tonight the clippers they're up at the half 63 61 we welcome our radio affiliates sirius xm channel 204 mightier 1090 in san diego near tijuana do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna and sports map sports byline armed forces radio hoorah soldier hoorah 
It's Pharrell on a bench on a pain free Friday with Mafia. Toll free the number at 844-843-6879. Alan in Pittsburgh, you're on a bench. Hey, Scotty, I have a question for you, sir, about the Milwaukee Bucks. You think the way they're playing right now, they're probably the most dangerous team in the East because I see them definitely eliminate the Heat, and they're going to be probably the toughest team to beat in the East where they're playing. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I Well, obviously, I think they're going to eliminate the Heat tomorrow, but I still think uh, there's no way you can sell me that the – Nets aren't tough uh, or that the Nets aren't as good as them or that the Nets aren't capable of beating them. Now, it's irrelevant to me that at this point that the Nets are going to lose tonight. In my opinion, uh, they just called Durant for a charge, too, and, and that is a charge. That's, that's a good call. He's laughing, but Smart took the charge on an inbounds play, no less, and that'll do it. That's game over right there. So, And he's laughing at the ref, but it's, that's clearly a charge. That's a charge. I mean, he ran over. He literally plowed through Smart and literally ran over him and literally almost stepped on his face. And that's an obvious call. So uh, here's the deal. I'll give you more of an answer when I come back. But I think I think it's going to boil down to them. Uh, I think they have to play him in the next uh, round. So if they both win, which they will, I still think the Nets will win this series. I think the Nets will play the Celtics. I could be wrong. But we're going to find out then, because whoever wins that, in my opinion, uh, I still think if they play the Sixers in the Eastern Final, that uh, I think the Bucks will beat them. I, I think the Bucks are incredible. I do think the DiVincenzo injury hurts them defensively because he was a great ball defender. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. These days, it's hard to find something you can trust. Your car? Yeah, right. Trust takes time. And that's why we're here. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. We are your trusted source for gaming, odds, and more. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. So Pharrell on a bench. Now, I don't know what's going on. They reversed the call on uh, Smart's charge, and they gave uh, Durant a free throw, and they gave him the ball out of bounds. So one thing leads to another, and um, Smart is just perplexed from the whole thing. I think everybody is. But he just can't stop himself from uh, just arguing with the refs 
and then with uh, players on the Nets. He started up with Bruce Brown, of all people. Like, he matters. Uh, like, he's the last guy. I mean, what are you yelling at him for? That guy's completely irrelevant. I, I think Bruce Brown plays hard for the Nets. I think he, he gets involved. I mean, the guy crashes the boards for a guard. I mean, the guy just absolutely comes up with loose change all the time and makes plays. I don't deny that he works his ass off. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You know, if Smart wants to talk smack to people, uh, why isn't he in his old teammate's face, Kyrie Irving? Why isn't he in James Harden's face? Why isn't he in uh, Durant's face? Durant's the one that stepped on his face. Why is he starting up with Bruce Brown? Like, and then he's screaming and yelling at the ref. And they don't tack him up, obviously, because they're in Boston. And I still think the game's over. It's 123-116. They're going to win. You can't let a guy have 50 and think you're going to win the game. I don't care who you're playing or where you're playing or whatever. You cannot let a guy have 50 and think you're going to win the game. Uh, Tatum is literally, he's like, you know, like a dog humping their leg. Uh, He has just worked them literally worked them and Duran hits a three now 21 seconds left and they're down four it's getting it's getting cushy here it's getting crazy I still don't think they can win this game I would keel over if they pulled this off somehow he hits a bomb on the wing and now it's four but uh they got a foul immediately and hope they miss free throws they already had 48 went to the line and he missed a free throw so I mean this is huge they got to foul the right person. They can't foul Tatum because he'll nail them. He, he's not missing anything right now. I want to say that, uh, and I, I'm not complaining about this game. I bet on the Celtics with the eight. I'm not uh, crying about anything. I am not objective. I'm, uh, I, I like the Nets and Knicks. I like them both, and I don't care what anyone thinks. I'm not one of these uh, New Yorkers that has to root for one team uh, and then hate the other team like everybody else does in this town. I love basketball, so I appreciate both teams for what they bring to the table. They're two entirely different teams, and um, I enjoy watching both of them. Like, how can you not enjoy watching the Nets with these three studs? And really, I think Joe Harris is a stud. He's the best three-point shooter uh, percentage-wise in the league. I mean, he he makes more than Curry. Curry makes number volume more, but he shoots a higher percentage of the shots he takes he makes. Harris is a uh, better three-point shooter percentage-wise than Curry, believe it or not, because Curry shoots so many. And, you know, Harris just hits the ones he shoots. So he's the, he makes them the big four. And I just think uh, they're incredible. And how about them keeping the ball away from the Nets and getting a dunk from Williams? That's amazing to me that they couldn't foul anyone. Now the game's over for sure. Uh, they just there's no time left to do anything. You can shoot a three all you want, and and Durant's getting mugged too, and no call, absolutely no call. And that's my point. That's game over. One twenty-five, one nineteen. Here's my point: is that. Uh, I bet on the Celtics plus eight. So there you go. I'm not I'm not loyal to anything. I'm loyal to making money. Here's the deal. I think the NBA refs are so effing bad at their job that every time someone says they're the best refs in the world, I want to puke. Because I think they're the worst officials in sports. Everything else is better. The NFL's better. The NHL's better. The umpires are better. There's no one worse in sports than the NBA refs. And here's why. Name the last time you watched an NBA game that they didn't go to the replay, to to the review, like 20 times in every game. They can't get any call right. They can't. They make so many bad calls that they're constantly at the table looking at replays on TV to try to get it right because they can't get it right. They can't get anything right. And everything's so objective. The calls on charges and on body fouls and on this and that and the balls go out of bounds. Now, I get it. Balls go out of bounds and you miss the call and it's 
it's so fast. The game's so fast that the ball ricochets off someone's fingers. You can't tell who who uh, hit it. Fair enough. That's fine. So review those. But the calls on these fouls and non-calls on fouls are so bad. It's like when you watch the game, it's it's an it's an utter. It's a, like a. Uh, a waterfall of bad calls. It's just one after the next. Like I just saw one right now. You bring the ball up the court with 11 seconds left. Durant's got the ball. He's got two guys on a double on him, and they both hack the living shack out of him, and he gets nothing. He gets no whistle. But he touches someone, and they send the guy to the line. I mean, if he blows on somebody, they send him to the line. But he gets his arms cut off, and they give him no call. It's it, it, it's unbelievable. I think they're uh, laughable. I think they're a joke. And I, I, all of them, I want to insult all of them at the same time. I, I think Foster's a fascist. I think he's the worst of all of them. And I think the rest of them are hacks too. Absolute hacks. I can't even bear to watch them ref a game. They screw up every good game. And I can guarantee you, the further they go in the playoffs, the worse they get. And I mean it. The worse they get. By the time they get to the finals, it's literally, it's it's an abortion. It's like watching for, the game takes three and a half hours because of the hour they spend reviewing their crappy calls. You can't even argue it. All you have to do is t- turn on a game. Watch the games tomorrow. Watch the game Sunday. You'll see. It's the same thing every time. And you know what's even funnier is that there's three of them and they still can't get it right. You got three guys calling the game and not one of them can get it right. You got, you got a, you got one out of three. Can you give me one out of three gets it right? They never, the, the three of them are like, it's like uh, the three amigos, three blind mice. It, it really is three blind mice. It's like the three of them can't even get together and get the call right ever. Have you ever seen them get together in a huddle and they, and they still screw it up? I think they're the worst. And I mean, and I could sit here all day. I think the NHL has too many refs on the ice, two, two refs and two linesmen. Back in the day, it was one ref, two linesmen. It worked fine. They ruined it by adding the fourth. And then um, umpires, they want to have robots. Uh, ump. I mean, what's the difference? The ones that do it now are robots. The ones that do it now are robots. The ones that do it now are the geriatric society. And then the rest of them, uh, the young ones, uh, oh, my God. How many times do they reverse the call on baseball games when they go to the review? Because the guys on the field can't get anything right. I mean, they, I guess the naked eye just can't make the calls. It's, it's unbelievable. But I still think they're better than the NBA for the most part. For the most part, I think they're better than the NBA. And um, I don't care if it's women or men in the NFL. It doesn't matter. I think um, – you know, I think they go ballistic making calls in the NFL, throwing millions of flags. I think they go a little over the top. I think they're crazy going over the top. But um, look, like in the NHL, when they put the whistles away in the third period and in overtimes, I like that. In the NFL, in playoff games and Super Bowls, uh, put the flags away. Let's go. Let's play football. Uh, let's let's get it on. Egregious, throw it. Everything else, let it go. In the NBA. They can't get anything right. I mean, I watch a game. It is the worst experience in the world because of the refs. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. 
Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 Brands Park American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. My buddy's a fan of yours in Vancouver, Canada, so he hears you crystal clear. I thought I'd let you know that. Time after time, I sit and I wait for your call. All right, for all on the bench. Uh, so uh, the guy, Allen, in Pittsburgh was talking about the Bucs uh, being the best team. And it's, look, I think the Nets can play with anybody. I think they can play with the Bucs. Uh, I think, you know, like tonight, a perfect example of, of the Nets' problem is, is that, like, they let this guy Tatum go off tonight and have this incredible game. And in my opinion, they don't play defense. He had 50 points, 16 of 30 from the floor, five threes, six boards, seven dimes. The guy had 50 points. They let Smart have 23. Fournier had 17. Thompson, Tristan Thompson had 19 points. He is just absolute trash. I don't care what anyone says. His game is so bunk. I, I He's the worst. He scores seven points a game. I cannot believe they let him have 19. And the reason was because they don't play defense. I know they talk after they win their games in Brooklyn that the reason they won is defense, and it's just not true. I I won't deny that in the first two games in Brooklyn, they played some defense. They made some stops. But I thought that the key to the games in Brooklyn were that Tatum did nothing and and that tonight, Tatum did everything, and the Nets went back to their old selves, which is they never played defense the whole season to begin with in any game whatsoever, literally. And they'll they'll tell you every day, they'll tell you their defense is the key to their operation. They'll always say defense was the key tonight, and, and just everybody, they had so many great stops, and they, and they all did their jobs on the defensive end. Steve Nash will preach it. Don Tony will preach it. And meanwhile, they're full of shack. Bottom line is, they never play defense. Mafia knows it's true. They never play defense at all. The reason they win is their offense. Uh, the reason they win is because they got four and five guys in double figures every night, sometimes six and seven. They have uh, three guys at least out of the seven score over 25 points. Uh, they have a uh, fourth guy add 20 plus. Uh, they move the ball better than any team in basketball, better than every team, including the Lakers. They move the ball better. They take better shots. Uh, they, they just absolutely destroy everyone. Even when they lose, they put up a buck 15 when they lose automatic or, you know, buck 15, they win, they score a buck 30, buck 40. So tonight they lost cause they didn't play defense, but I'm telling you, if they don't play defense against Giannis and Middleton and Connaughton and Holiday and Lopez, they lost Steven Chenzo to the ligament in his ankle, so he's out. But at Forbes, if they don't play defense, then Allen's right that the Bucs are going to win that series. I, I have no problem saying that because I am concerned 
about their lack of defense on a nightly basis. They they one night they one or two nights they have stops. Tonight they stop nothing. They didn't play defense tonight. Don't tell me they played defense tonight. I don't want to hear it. So it is what it is. Oh, and Yanmark scores again. It's 5-2 now. This game's over. Seven minutes left. Game seven in Vegas. The Knights are going on to play Colorado. So Yanmark's second of the game. He scored the first goal of the game. So this game's over. Anyway, so I think that uh, the difference for me is, and I'm just being straight up here, and I, and I am biased because I like the Nets. Is that I think you know at the end of the day the Bucks play better defense, and you mix that with their potent offense with Giannis and Lopez with the size, and then Holiday what he brings you know to the guard play Forbes scoring, Connaughton all of them I mean they are absolutely loaded Middleton they they are loaded with scorers. They can put it in the hole. They don't have a problem finding their offense ever. And they play, they legitimately play defense. So, and, and I mean, I thought DiVincenzo played the best ball defense on the team, like, you know, guarding the ball. And, you know, the guy, I got ball, I got ball. He's that guy. And I think he was great. And they've lost him now. I think that's problematic for them. But at the end of the day, they're still very formidable defensively and, and on the offensive end. They can beat anyone. And, you know, it's weird. I, I honestly believe this, and we'll see if I'm right or wrong, is that they failed in the playoffs, Mafia, the last couple of years, and they were the laughing stock of the league. Everyone loved it when the Bucks lost because they were the number one best record, everything else, and then they'd lose, right? So uh, they lost in the playoffs, and, and they went out with a whimper. And everybody made fun of them. They literally became the laughing stock of the league. Everyone made fun of the Bucks because they failed. Everybody else loses, and they're just like, they're finished, they're done, good night, see ya. But when the Bucks lost, people rubbed it in. They rubbed it in, and they were just like, they suck. They are overrated. They are overhyped. They are overshown on national television. Giannis sucks. I mean, they went off on him. So they actually, I think, played this year like a team that didn't care at all ever about the regular season. They didn't care about if they won or lost. They really didn't. They'd win six out of seven or they'd win eight out of 10 or they'd win five in a row or they'd lose three in a row or they'd lose five of six. They just didn't care about any game ever. They just, they knew that they were going to be a playoff team. They knew they were going to be one of the best teams in the East, no matter what they did in the regular season. At the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, there's only like three or four good teams, and they were going to be one of them come hell or high water. Sure enough, here they are, one of the best teams. And then when it matters, now that it matters, they didn't burn themselves out with trying to have the best record. They didn't burn themselves out with trying to get home court. They didn't burn themselves out with any of that nonsense. Uh, they didn't burn themselves out by playing Giannis 35, 38 minutes a night. They just went through the motions and played. And if they won, they won. If they lost, they lost. They never cared about losing. They said, look, it's not that big of a deal. We'll be fine. We just got to play better defense, blah, blah, blah. Sure enough, they get to the playoffs and they are raking everyone's ass. I mean, just raking everyone's ass. They look like, without a doubt, right now, out of the gates, so far, in my opinion, all things being equal, even how Philly's played against Washington, how Dallas has played against the Clippers, I think the Bucs have looked the best of any team in the playoffs. And that includes the Lakers, who are up 2-1, and uh, the Mavericks and all the rest I mentioned. You know, even the Nets won 2 and then lost tonight. Fair enough. The Atlanta's up 2-1. They've looked really good uh, with their scoring. And their defense against Randall, fair enough. But the Bucs have been the best team. The Bucs have looked to me to be the best team in the playoffs so far. Like all around, all encompassing, putting it all in a in a bowl and stirring it up. It's the Bucs that look the best to me. They look the best to me right now. Now that could change. Uh, it could certainly be the Lakers again. It could be... Um, you know, Philly, you know, it could be the Nets. God only knows. It's going to be one of them. It's going to be, you know, obviously the Nets, Philly, or the Bucks. But at the end of the day, the Celtics won tonight, so good for you. 
Let's see you do it three more times to the Nets. Fair enough? Is that fair? Let's let's just say you, you beat them three more times, then I'll shut up because they're not beating them three more times. They beat them tonight. They might beat them on Sunday. Fair enough. Have at it. <laughs> they're not winning four from them because that team will be at four before you will. Uh, they're going to win two more on you before you win three more. Know that. So that's going to happen. Eventually, they're going to play the box, and we'll find out who's the baddest in the land then. And that's going to be a hell of a uh, series. Trust me, you, because I'm telling you, the Bucs can beat the Nets because the Nets don't play any defense. I mean, when you let a guy have 50 on you in the playoffs, you suck defensively. That's just all there is to it. And no one wants to say it because everyone's a candy ass. And I just tell it like it is. I really do. You suck when you let some guy drop 50 on your ass in a playoff game. I don't care where the game is. Can't let it happen. No, no, that's something Milwaukee, I think, has definitely focused on this year. I think that's why we saw, you know, at times where they were kind of on a lull, besides the fact that, you know, there's a bunch of times when Giannis just wasn't there because of the knee or other guys were injured, banged up. You know, I think Hade was out for a while at some points, too, is that I think, you know, during the season, they were trying out different things on the defense. They were finding themselves defensively because they looked at last year and said, listen, you know, all these other years that they were the top seed, they're just blowing through everybody. They didn't play defense. Bloodsoe wasn't playing defense at the point. And they saw what the Heat did to them in that bubble where, you know, you had to go two ways on, uh, you know, you're the big guy, Bam Adebayo. You had Bill Butler playing two ways. You had Jay Crowder, you know, getting physical with you on that end, on the defensive end, and then hitting some threes. And they said, listen, if we want to be legit, we got to play D. And you saw that, you know, some of these guys, you know, Middleton, Giannis, and all these guys, you said, DiVincenzo, how great he was. Like, they committed to playing defense. You know, Brooke Lopez hasn't played defense in about five years. Now, all of a sudden, he's playing defense again at his old age. Because they know if they want to be a championship team, that's what they have to do. And they showed that against the Heat in this series. The first game was tight. They go to overtime. You're like, wow, it's going to be a great series again. And then you just flip the switch. In the last two games, they've blown them out of the water. said, okay, we know what we got to do against you now. And they put the pedal to them every game. Yeah, no doubt. So anyway, I'm watching this. Uh, I, just, I just turned it on right now. But now I have the uh, game on with Dallas and the Clippers. So I'll get into this. Clippers are up two. With 2.20 left in the third. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. Remax agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit Remax.com or download the Remax app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated. Our goal is subtle but profound. We want you Sporto. to hold court at the company water cooler every Friday and Monday. Get it? That's the winning edge. All you got to do is listen. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. 
All right, Mafia, do you think that, um, by the way, Clippers 89-86 on Dallas, a minute left in the third. Do you think that, um, because it's 6-2 Vegas now, they're going to win game seven and they're going to play Colorado. They're going to play game one on Sunday in in Denver, right? So Denver was the number one president's trophy, the whole deal. So they they get home ice. And do you feel that, you know, because in my opinion, more than, more than not successfully teams that have been playing do better than teams that have been resting. I know people say, Oh, well they've been resting. They're good to go. But I always love a team that's been playing every night that even, even had to go six or seven as opposed to a team that, you know, swept their series and have been off They've been skating, they've been practicing, but it's not the same as playing, and scrimmaging's not the same. When you're going against another team that doesn't like you and that is pounding you into the wall and into the glass and behind the net and everywhere you go in a neutral zone, you get lit up. That's the difference between scrimmaging with your own teammates that don't touch you. They're not allowed. No one's going to go out and injure their players. But in a game, you're getting injured, you're getting hit, you're getting lit, you're getting everything. Dirty shots, facial scrums, everything. Shots off the ankle, shots up. They don't do that in practice and in morning skate. They just take it easy. No one touches anybody. I know. I worked in the league. So do you think that Vegas has an edge going into Denver on Sunday by playing this seven-game series? Because I think for the first time ever, Usually I would go with a team that's been playing, but I don't think I'm going to go with that this time and I'll probably get burned. But I still think that this series took a toll on them. I know it took a toll on Flurry. He looked good tonight, but he didn't look good in uh, game six. He looked shot to me. And then there's no denying that Colorado's rested and ready to rock and roll. And they kicked St. Louis's ass, whatever. They dominated. So all I know is, that team hauls ass like the Russian Red Army. They are no joke. And I think Vegas is really good. I just think Colorado's playing better. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, maybe Vegas might be a little bit more live for game one because of, you know, coming off the momentum that they're going to have. They're not going to wait long to turn this around and start that series up. But for the series, I'm definitely on Colorado because, as you said, you know, even if it takes a game to kind of get your – you know, see legs back because, like you said, you're taking it easy for the last week. You're resting. You're not pushing it hard. The second that switch flips and they get their speed going and they get, you know, they're passing back to where it is and, you know, how good they are all around game because, you know, we always talk about the speed and the scoring from Colorado, but you got a guy like McCarr on the back end. You know, Grubauer is playing very well right now. I think that they have such a good all around game despite, you know, we know how good Flurry can be. Pacioretty getting back in there and helping them, you know, play better defense today against Minnesota. As we see, only 21 shots from the Wild. You know, that definitely spurred them to a much better game today. But still, I think Colorado is just a better team. They're going to have the rest. They're going to have the speed. And I think that they are just going to knock out Vegas. And it'll be a tough series. But I just think this dragging this down to seven games killed Vegas. You know, when they're up 3-1, maybe you lose one more. You can win game six. You still get, a, you know, a couple days of rest maybe, a day or two to, to kind of get back. But you were talking about it with Jim Suhan earlier in the week, that Flurry looked like he was losing it towards the end of the series. He played good tonight, but he did not look the same from the beginning of the series to the end of it. And now you're going to take, you know, an extra two games to get through this thing while Colorado was sitting there and just, you know, getting healthier. I think that's going to take a toll on Vegas by game two, game three of that series. He didn't even have to do anything tonight, Flurry. in my opinion. Uh, he, he had to just survive because they put six goals in. I mean, they were up 4-2, and he was he was on Gravy Street. I mean, he didn't have to do anything to, tonight except stay hydrated and finish the game. I, he didn't have to work. I know that. I mean, he didn't have to do anything spectacular or extraordinary. You know what I mean? So, uh I, I don't deny Vegas has better goalies in, than Colorado. There's no doubt. I think that Vegas has the edge. Is this flurry burned out? We'll see. Is Leonard going to play at all? Because he hasn't played. And it's amazing how much they pay him and he doesn't play. Uh, they got the two best goalies in the NHL, in my opinion, uh, tandem-wise. You know, a lot of teams have a great goalie, or, or, or let's just say 
a good goalie. There's only a few great goalies like Price and whatever. J- just a great goalie. I think the kid Sorokin for the Islanders is really good. I'm not going to call him great because he's never done anything in the NHL except beat the Penguins. That's not good enough to be great. You know what I mean? It, re- it really isn't. Great is having Carey Price's resume and what he's meant to the Canadians, even though they don't win it ever. He is brilliant, right? There's no denying it. He's the reason they're having a game six tomorrow night, I'll tell you that much. So um, I think that Leonard and Flurry, the tandem mafia, are the two best in the league. So Grubauer, I'm not buying. So but we'll see if that, that could be Vegas' saving grace and that they got Pacioretty back. Now, if Max comes off of this game and he's okay and he's moving forward, going to be okay and, and get better and play and, and get more minutes and more ice time, more shifts, if he's going to be back to his normal self, then Vegas has a shot because they have talent and they had lost four of their main pieces and he's the, he's the big one. And then they've lost other guys too. So I think that getting him back helped them and they do have really good goaltending. And I'm surprised to be honest with you. I, I am surprised they didn't play Leonard at all when it started getting hairy. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it was pretty obvious that he was struggling and having problems and he was either tired, shot, whatever. I would have maybe gone to Leonard because they went back and forth the whole season. But then with a, you know, a month left, they went with Flurry every night because Flurry was hot. So you never take a hot goalie out. You'd be stupid to. I get that. But when he starts losing and loses two in a row, then you got to think about going with the other guy like Pittsburgh. I cannot believe that they left this kid Jari in for all the abuse. I mean, he was so terrible, and they just kept letting him go out there and be terrible. And that's why I fire Sullivan. I mean, you don't change at all. And I know they have no faith in Legacy. That's fine. But, um, you know, I think my dead mother could have made more saves than uh, Tristan Jari. I'm not even kidding. I'm not, I'm not kidding at all. I've never seen a, a goalie play worse in my life. And they just kept rolling him out there and they did nothing about it. Like you're, if a guy gives up one and then 16 seconds later, gives up another one, like Christ almighty, you yank his ass and put, put the other kid in and just see what he does. The guy's been in the league for a while. He's played games. He only played one game this year. Okay. That sucks. But he had a shutout. I mean, the guy played one game and had a shutout. Like, what do you need to know? Like, put him in and see if he can finish the game. At, at that point, it was, you know, second period. And you let this goal, barrage. they were up 3-2, then 3-3, then 4-3, then 5-3. It's like, when it got to 4-3, I yanked him. Instead, they let him stay in and it went to 5-3. And then uh, that's when it ended. Uh, and then the double overtime turnover was so bad. And he did nothing about it. And then... And then they don't make the kid talk to the media after the game. Then the next day, he he basically laughs it off and says, next time I'll try to stop the puck. Well, thanks a lot. There's not going to be a next time, asshat. So I had a real issue with that. But, you know, if I'm if I'm Vegas, you know, are they really never going to play Robin Leonard again? Because if that's the case, uh, and I, I get it, I think Fleury's better, but... And certainly he's been better this year because he's played more and he's won a lot and he got hot. But if he's going to be burned out and tired, I'm going to play Leonard. And if you're not going to play him, then trade him. <laughs> if you're going to pay him $75 million and never played a guy, then trade his ass. Because uh, Pittsburgh will take him. We'll take him. We're not going to give you Jari, but we'll give you anything else you want except for Crosby. But uh, we'll take him in Pittsburgh because we need a goalie because we don't have one. Our goalies suck. Jari and DeSmith suck, both of them. And that's all there is to it. They're both average goalies that will never win the Stanley Cup because they're average. There is no way in effing hell that that guy Jari is ever winning a Stanley Cup. Mafia, am I wrong? Would you ever think for one minute that that guy will win a Stanley Cup? No, I would not believe that at all. And you said you play your mom instead of him. I agree, because I think your mom had a better glove hand as a concertpianist. She had much better hands than this kid who was getting burned up high every time, right? That's what all the Islanders did was shoot high glove, shoot high glove. Oh, my God. He gave up every goal in the series was upstairs. It was every single goal. 
I mean, it was unbelievable. All right, so uh, who do you like in uh, game one with Islanders and Boston? I like the Islanders. I think Boston, I can't believe that they're such big favorites. I know they beat Washington, but I think that the Islanders, even though they don't, you know, put the puck in the net as much as people would like, especially when you're trying to bet on, a, you know, the playoffs, people just want goals, goals, goals. Their defense is so good, and if they're smart, which Trotz is, you know, they put Sorokin in there, they got an edge of goaltending. You know, that your boy on the other side in Boston is not the same right now. He is not playing the last couple of years like he was earlier in his career when they were trying to make cup runs. I think that they hold the edge as long as they play Sorokin in there. That kid won them the series, you know, in that last one against Pittsburgh. And I think their defense will hold the fourth down. And then they have just have to put, you know, two goals in, which they could scratch them through and beat Tuca a couple of times and get some wins. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think they're going to give Boston all kinds of problems. Again, they're dogs, and I love that price on them. I think they're uh, – I love them as a dog. They were a dog against Pittsburgh, and I loved it. You know I took the Islanders in the series. Uh, it, I thought they'd win the series. I said on Coast to Coast that they should have been the favorites. It should not have been uh, Islanders as dogs. I thought those odds that we were selling uh, were terrible. And that's just all there is to it. Like, they're, they've owned them lifetime. That's five and one now lifetime in the playoffs against the Penguins. They own them. Why would you bet on Pittsburgh? They can't beat the Islanders ever. I mean, honestly. So, uh, and in the clinching game, I took the Islanders, as usual. Uh, I, I thought they were a better team. Now, same thing. Boston's getting all the love. And I think the Islanders are better. I mean, they beat them five of eight. I mean, you know. Pittsburgh beat them six of eight, and I still took the Islanders. And I, I think the Islanders are better than the Bruins. I think the Bruins played a capital team that was overrated all year, and that uh, it's the end of the road for Ovi and, and the Capitals. I think their window's closed. Their Stanley Cup window closed as hard as the Penguins did after they beat the Predators. They haven't been the same since. They've lost four straight playoff series, three in the first round. I mean, what do you need to know? The Penguins window closed a while ago. Now, tonight, uh, there's a story coming out of Pittsburgh that Latang said he wants to retire uh, a Penguin. And he, while he was at it, he said, so does Crosby and Malkin. They all three want to just retire as Penguins and play out their careers in Pittsburgh. And um, I said over and over this week, I think that Latang and Crosby still have it. And... I think that the guy that's slowing down, and you could see it on the breakaway when he got caught from behind, was Malkin. I think Malkin's the guy at 34 that looks 37. And I think Latang still has massive speed and talent and is involved in 95% of their plays and goals and power plays. And I think Crosby can play for another seven years. I truly believe he's one of a kind. I think Malkin's the, the weak link of those three. Uh, they'll keep all three of them, but I think Malkin will cost them. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling.
When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Such a badass. He just absolutely is a monster in the block. I just want to feel my burger finger up. You're so money and you don't even know it. All right, Mafia, uh, tomorrow the Leafs play the Canadians in the Bell Center in Montreal, game six. Can Price beat him again, or are you on the Leafs? I'm on Toronto. I think you know, it was a nice little comeback they had. Well, a nice little hold-off they had. Toronto came back. They had the little you know, overtime goal there quick, but eventually Toronto, like you said, is going to take this series. Montreal's just not good enough. They can't score. All right, how about this? The Padres came back, and, and they have the lead on the Astros in the 10th, 3-2, to two, and they have the bases loaded with two outs. Padres are up 3-2 on the Astros in the 10th. Giants and Dodgers are now tied at twos in the 6th. Top of the 6th, Giants have a runner at first and one out. Angels and A's 1-1, bottom 7. A's have runners on first and second. Now 2-1 A's. They just took the lead. And runners on first and second, 2-1 A's in the bottom of the 7th. Cardinals up on the D-back, 7-3, middle of the 7th. Rangers trail the Mariners 3-2, bottom six in Seattle. The Red Sox beat the Marlins 5-2. Tigers in 10 over the Yankees 3-2. That's embarrassing. Cubs beat the Reds today at Wrigley. One zip, it was freezing ass there. Blue Jays 11-2 and 7 over the Indians. And uh, Royals 8-3 over the Twins. Everything else got washed with rain. The Clippers lead the Mavericks by 8 Right now, with 6.20 left in the game in Dallas, Dallas up two zip in the series in trouble of losing game three right now to the Clippers. Make a series out of it. Hawks 105.94 over the Knicks. Celtics 125.119 over the Nets. Have a kick-ass Memorial Day weekend. I'll see you Tuesday on Coast to Coast at 4 o'clock. 4 Eastern on Tuesday. In-game live all weekend. There's tons of shows on SportsGrid. Enjoy them on both the TV and radio side. All right, Mafia, peace. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories. Stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts.